Welcome to Retirement Key Radio with Abe Abish. Abe, when it comes to doing things around the house, are you somebody that tries to tackle home repairs and home improvements on your own? Or do you always call a guy? <laughs> I'm laughing because if Shelly were listening to this, she would be laughing. I usually call somebody. Okay. I will try to do what I can do. But uh, most of the time, I'm going to call somebody and hire it out and have a professional come. I think that's smart because mm-hmm. when I bought my first home, I did some cool things, I thought, like retile a small bathroom, mm-hmm. change out a faucet or two. Some of that went fine. And I thought I did a pretty good job on the tiling situation because my grandfather did that for a living. And I saw it enough, right? Sure, I know what I'm doing. No, not exactly. (laughs) I eventually found that there are some home improvement projects that are better left to the pros. Check Mm -hmm. me out. I'm a do-it-yourselfer. All the enthusiasm and optimism. You could be DIY. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I think that's one of those insurance company commercials of where you need to plan for the worst. And it's very true. That sounds like me getting some things done around the house and why I eventually end up calling a guy. And you know, there's a lot of do-it-yourself retirement planning that people take on too. Over the years, what, 17 plus years that you've been helping people with this, Abe, have you ever had clients come to you for assistance after initially trying to figure it out on their own? Yes, all the time. So we have many do-it-yourself successful investors that have come to us. And I'm thinking of one that they called into the radio show last year. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman and I spoke and we made some recommendations and they decided not to do anything at that time. Okay. Well, fast forward a year, the gentleman called in and he said, you know what, Abe? You know, life's all about timing, and I think now is probably the right time to make some some of the moves and changes you were suggesting a year ago. Hmm. And the reason why is this gentleman and his wife are really successful do-it-yourself investors. They have just under $3 million now saved and invested, and he does all kinds of fancy things with his investments, with stop losses and calls and options and some fancy investing that you really have to stay on top of to make sure all goes well. Well, all has went well up until last year. Hmm. One of the stocks that he invested in, he basically lost everything in on that stock. Oh no! And even though pretty much the entire stock market was up, and even though pretty much the entire stock market was up 30 plus percent, I believe he lost everything that he invested in that company. I believe the company went under or lost a significant amount of money. And I believe he lost around $100,000 of his $2.6 million. That doesn't sound like a lot, but when he had to report that to his wife, he was pretty embarrassed about it. His wife wasn't happy about it. And you know, to go all in on one stock with that amount of money is risky. And although a lot of the times it works out well, this one time it didn't. And because of that, he said, you know what, Abe? I mean, we have won the game. 2.7 plus million dollars saved. You really have to make some bad decisions for this to go south. Mm -hmm. But he realized that and said, Abe, I believe it's now time to start reducing risk in my portfolio, to start getting a little bit safer. I don't want to lose 20, 30, 40%, you know, in one year just because the market tanks. And so that's exactly what they're going to do. 
they're going to go to a 60-40 portfolio where they have about 60% of all their money still in the stock market and about 40% of their money in safer strategies where you have true downside protection, where zero is the hero, quote okay. unquote. You know, so if you lose any money in the market, you're not losing money on the safe side, on this side with downside protection. And so that's exactly what they're going to do. The DIY approach can be good. It can be bad. It just depends on what it is that you need, what it is you've done so far, and truly what you're looking for in the future. But Abe, we were talking before the show, not as a DIY investor, but a lady recently came in and was feeling conflicted based on some advice she was getting from friends and family, and she wasn't comfortable with what they were suggesting. Yes, that's exactly right, Kristen. So this lady actually came to one of our educational events either four or five years ago. Wow. And life's, life's all about timing for people. And so, you know, she wasn't ready to make any changes or do anything at that point because let's face it, she was still five years out from retirement, although she could have done some things at that time. But she, like a lot of people, waited till the day she retired. I don't encourage that, but this lady did. She re- just retired from the CIA. She lives in Great Falls and uh, she's got a TSP, also obviously a government pension and social security. And so she was talking to her daughter and her son-in-law about how she should invest inside the TSP. Well, the daughter and son-in-law are late 30s. She's 66. The daughter-in-law recommends going all stocks. And then the son-in-law is shaking his head like, what? you know, hey, don't do that. That's probably not the best idea, but right. hey, this is, this is the lady's daughter. And so she's probably going to have a little more influence on her than, than a son-in-law. Mm-hmm. So she came in and said, Abe, I just retired. You know, I'm just not comfortable with going all in on the market like this. I'm 66. I don't want to lose my shirt if we have a market, a big market downturn or, or crash and, and so forth. Basically at the end of our meetings, what we found out is she's truly comfortable with about 50% at risk and 50% safe. Okay. 50% in stocks, 50% with downside protection. And that's where a lot of people are. And she said, you know what? I'm going to go back to my daughter and talk about it with her. And regardless of what she says, this is my money. I've worked hard for it. And this is what I feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what she's going to do. But, you know, it just goes to show you, you shouldn't listen to 100% of the advice that your family and friends are giving you because they may be looking through their eyes and their lenses Mm -hmm. and their life versus yours. You know, here's her 38 year old daughter looking through her eyes thinking, hey, well, I've got 30, 40 years before right. I retire. This is the way my mom should be invested. Yes, and, and that's the exact opposite. It's good right? to have that love and that people care, but you need to filter that down to what really matters to you. Yeah, you know, basic retirement planning, Kristen says, you don't want all your eggs in one basket. And unfortunately, the daughter was recommending having all of her mom's eggs in one basket. And we know better than that. You know, you need true diversification across multiple asset classes so that you are not all in on mm-hmm. one thing. And so that's exactly what this lady's going to do is she's going to go 50-50 with her investments. So she's taking some risk, participating in some of that market upside when the market does well, but none of the market downside when the market goes down. Find out more at retirementkeyradio.com.
Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abraham Abish is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abraham Abish and BM number 770-3575.